0: we are now continuing with chapter number six here we go chapter number six that is the same is true pertaining to the blowing of the chauffeur that the chauffeur now causes pleasure throughout the entire world and this pleasure derives from the source of all pleasure the level of which is higher than the level of revealed pleasure everything returns back to its source and therefore god needs to renew everything from the very beginning and its first initiation everything returns back to the essence of god to the highest level and this applies also to the covenant that each and every one of us has with almighty god and rosh Hashanah the day of rosh Hashanah we enter into a covenant into a promise into an agreement into a pact with almighty god that we are going to accept him as king and therefore we're going to follow all of his commandments it's a new pact. What happened last year happened last year. Now it's all over. Starting a new Anah Hashanah. And this cabinet between God and the Jewish people. Every year Hashanah, this cabinet and this connection and this commitment. Is made again from new and it says in the Torah itself. In the Torah itself, we are told the Shabbos before the We read the portion of the over there. It says Atem it's says in the Torah today. We are standing before God to pass through the, the cabinets of God, your Lord. In other words every single person man woman and child enter into this new covenant with god as we know in general that a bris that a covenant is a connection and an agreement that is beyond logic it's not contingent on if it makes sense it's not contingent if if i'm healthy It's not contingent even if, if i am in a good mood no This is the bris. Unconditionally, I will do all the laws of God and God unconditionally will give us everything we need, material health, material money, spiritual health, spiritual money, etc, etc. This is indicated and underscored by the two famous parables of the blowing of the shoifar. Shahu v'behem shech v'kachal laad mir marash, which is brought down in the meimarim of the marash, the Rebbe Reb Shmuel of Lubavitch. And now the Rebbe goes on to give these two mishlolem in short, in brief, and we are going to elaborate on, on, on it a little bit. Mishloel echad, the first. Mishloel b'shem abal shem toiv, the name of the abal shem toiv is Ibn Meler dealing with the son of a king by the fact that he calls out with a simple voice the king knows that this is the voice of his son and even though he doesn't use the language of the king this now renews the relationship between the king and the son what is the marshal What is the parable? A beautiful parable of the Baal that a king has an only son and sends out the son to a foreign country to learn the, the sciences and the nature and the wisdom and the teachings of the other countries. He wants the child to explore the world and become intelligent and wise and mature. And what happens is the king gives him money to spend and to be able to survive, he spends all his money on what we call nareskite on things that are not that important, and he becomes very, very involved with the other nations and confused, he forgets his source, he forgets where he comes from, and he forgets his mother tongue. He's learning now the, the languages of the natives of the other countries. He now comes back home, penniless, and he hardly any food, and his clothing are tattered. He looks like a Shlomazel. He looks like a pauper, and he comes to the border and says, "Let me in! I want to go see my father, the king." However, the guards have no idea what he's talking about. He does not know their language. He begins to cry, "Daddy, daddy, save me!" But he can't even say that just calls out, oh, and the father hears a familiar voice. Hey, I know that voice. Where's it coming from? It's coming from the border. Let's see who it is. It's my son and father and child embrace. And we are told the same is true. Every Shoshana, God gives us a new year, he gives us 365 days. Just us go out into the world and conquer the world, become wise and mature, inspire the world you are an ambassador of god to bring light and to bring joy and to bring happiness and to bring inspiration to the rest of the world and what do we do we squander the year instead of davening and learning torah and inspiring people and helping people we eat cheesecake and we eat brownie and we eat ice cream and we sleep all day we watch movies and netflix and we forget to do what we have to do Come to Rosh Hashanah. And we forget our language, we forget Hebrew, we forget the mother tongue, we can't even communicate. We say, Abba, Abba, God save me, pull me out of my nourish kite. But Even that sometimes you can't say. What do we do? We blow the shofar. the shofar represents our inner voice, the Shafer represents our inner call, the shofar represents our desire to return to our father, our king. says the Rebbe, what is the, the message of this mushal? What is the, the message of this parable? And there are many, many lessons here. But in this particular mind that the Rebbe said that the message here is that the child wants to renew his connection to the king. It's a renewal of the bris, a renewal of the covenant, of the connection that every year has with God. That is the meaning of the blowing of the Shreyfut. God save me, God, I want to renew my connection with you. Marshal Abayz, and then there's a second marshal, going Levi from Rabbi Rabbi Levi Yisroel I do a who was a lover of Jews, and it is well known his love for all Yidden, and he was truly the defendant before Almighty God. Every person in Yisroshim Shutim, he has another marshal pertaining to the belonging of the shevet. Of simple garments, simple garments are even less than a calling, a crying from the soul. And these simple garments represent, and through these garments, one reconnects their connection between the king and their beloved. What is the marshal of Rabbali Vizhavaditchiv, another beautiful marsh And that is, there was a king traveling in the forest and he got lost. And he searched and searched and he found a little, little house, a hut in the middle of the forest. And there was a little person there, a Yid, a pauper who lived in the forest. And the king came in and the king is all wet. Because he's walking through swamps, he's walking through streams, and it's raining, and he has no food, and he's shivering, and he's cold, and he's lost. And the pauper tells the king, my dear king, here they take, take, take these garments, put them on. He gave him the garments of a pauper. And he gave him a little hay to sleep on. And he gave him a little bit of food, a few beans little little uh, scrambled eggs and that's what the king ate for dinner and he went to sleep and the next day he goes back to the palace and this proper, this this person in the hut one day years later sins before the king and now the king wants to put him to death and he comes before the king and there is a judgment. And the king says, "The verdict is, you are going to die. You violated the law of the king. Do you have any last requests?" And the simpleton tells the king, "Yes. My last request is, I want to give you the garments that you wore the day that you came into my home. And I will put on the garments that I wore the day you met me. That is my last request." And the king puts on those garments he's reminded of that day when he was lost he's reminded how this young man spared his life the life of the king and now the king forgives him for what he has done similarly says i believe god was in the desert nobody wanted the torah god was homeless and we the jewish people took him in we said yes we will take your torah we will take you as our husbands we shall be your brides we're a simple people we came out of egypt we were slaves but you know what we'll give you what we have we will dedicate our life to you and throughout the year we make mistakes we violate the torah but you know what the end of the day is god put on the garments that you wore the day we saved you and we will put on our garments Remember Matan Torah, remember the beginning of the Torah, remember we said nasa we will do, we will listen, we accepted you unconditionally, now you accept us unconditionally. And so too, this day of Hashanah, we ask God to put on those garments, it's a renewal of this connection between God and the Jewish people, a renewal of this covenant between Am Yisrael and the Kaddish Baruch. And here the Rebbe says in interesting detail that the garments are even less than the voice of the child. The voice of the child comes from the child's lungs, comes from the child's essence. The garment is also superficial. And yet, even with this superficial garment, which means, God, we're going to change our actions. Garments are the actions. Thought, speech and action. Are the three garments of the soul we're going to change our garments and we're going to renew our connection to you and this becomes now a new covenant a covenant that never existed before a greater covenant a greater love a greater connection and now we understand simply the connection between the blowing of the shafer and Hashanah. And the blowing of the shofar that was heard on Sinai when God gave us the Torah. Kamuva b'Abudraham, Ushem al R'sag, as the Abudraham says, in the name of the R'sag, at atki is one of the reasons. In Ashlishi, the third reason for why we blow the shofar Rosh Hashanah is a reminder of the shofar blasts that took place on Sinai when God gave us the Torah. R' Gamem Shachanal, Ma'am B'shal Drabli as Rabbi Levis HaGovaditchev says, that this is the meaning of the blowing of the shofar Rosh Hashanah. It's the same garment that we had at Sinai, which was the blowing of the shofar. That was the garment. who just like then. When God gave us the Torah and Sinai and He blew the shofar, we can imagine the love and the desire and the determination that God wanted to bring down the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. He wanted to come down on Sinai and have intimacy with the Jewish people. We can imagine this, this love and this pleasure in the belonging of that shofar. That is the same pleasure that one derives on the day of Rosh Hashanah when we blow the shoifu. Just like the blowing of the Shogram and Torah, represents the source of pleasure and represents the essence of God coming down on the mountain. As we know in the first of the Ten Commandments, it says, I am God, your Lord, I, the essence, and no nafshi, I, my soul, Kusavitz Yahavis did i write in the ten Commandments? that is and the same concept applies to it's god's desire to connect with us The this covenant comes from the level of this renewal of the covenant and the is a comes from a place of pleasure comes from a place of god's essence and the same is true the idea of which is god's desire to once again recreate the universe and to sustain to sustain all the worlds and god should be king over all the worlds which takes place through the blowing of the shaper union Being that everything is returning back to its source, who now this new blowing of the shreivah, this new pleasure, this new desire to create the world, also comes from God's essence, the source of all pleasure, the essence of creation, the essence of God. Now we understand why, when you read the prayer service of Rosh Hashanah, when we talk about the belonging of the shofar, we talk about Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah on Sinai, and the average person asks the question, why are we talking about Sinai here, it is not the holiday of Shavuos, it's the wrong holiday, that's the holiday when we eat cheesecake, that's the holiday when we have blimpses, why, why are we talking about Har Sinai now on the day of Rosh Hashanah, the day of judgment, the day of the first day of the creation of man. Now that we begin at the so we begin the blessing with God. You revealed yourself on Har Sinai on the Mount Sinai, lamib lamcha teider mitzvahs to teach the nation teider and mitzvahs messiah and we conclude v'chayisim, and we conclude the blessing. kale to us, through us, Am Yisrael brachem. Hear, God, hear the voice of your people Israel. Hear the voice of the Shaifer of your people of Israel, berach with mercy. Similarly, we say, in the previous blessing in the Amidah, God remembered the covenant. baruch represents the covenant between God and the Jewish people. And we said, Atar mitzav mayim which is in the parash of mitzavim, that today, you go through this covenant, and the first of the three brachis in the Amidah is Simon Hakol God, you are the king of the entire world. So we have three brachis, three special blessings that we add in the Amidah and Rosh Hashanah and the Moses. And at the end of each of these brachis, we blow the shoriflut. And this is accomplished by the fact that God is our king. Uh, we accept God as our king. We coronate God as our king. God, you're the king of Israel and the Redeemer. So we see over here that they're all intertwined. On one hand, we make God King by blowing the Shayfu. Number two is we remember the covenant by blowing the shofar, which every year is a new covenant, a new commitment. What happened last year is out the window. Forget about it, all the mistakes. We're starting all over now, a new. And furthermore, the belong of the shofar reminds us of God's desire to give us the Ten Commandments, God's desire to give us the, the, the Torah, the entire Torah and Sinai. And this is also intertwined with this covenant. The covenant that we make on Hashanah is also to keep the entire Torah. And by doing that, we are making a covenant with God that He is our King. So all of these three brachas are really complementary, they are mutually symbiotic. One complements the other, and one one connects with the other, and one perfects the other and beautifies the other. She said, "Nasha and all of this is done primarily by accepting God as our King. who is the meaning. Ma'aseh migdash Now we understand why, in the Holy Temple, are you taking Gamar Rosh Why they blew the Shafer, even when Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos. Being that what is the blowing of the shaif? this represents god's love god's pleasure the source of pleasure the source of all pleasure which is so great and so high that it cannot be manifested and revealed in plain simple terms it cannot be manifested simply by eating a piece of brownie but it's very similar to the blowing of the Shafer that was at Matan Torah, just like at Matan Torah. We know the essence of God came down onto the mountain, the same takes place that Hashanah, when we blow Shafer, the essence of God is now telling the world, "I love you. I have a desire to connect with you. and I'm going to give you pleasure this year, the source of all pleasure which will manifest itself in every type of pleasure and all every type of goodness. And this pleasure is even higher than the pleasure of Shabbos, even though Shabbos is a day of pleasure, even if one is able to reach the highest level of pleasure on Shabbos. However, the blowing of the Shafer in the Beis Amigdash is even greater, therefore We need to blow the shofar in the Beis Amigdash, even though it fell out on Shabbos, even though Shabbos itself is synonymous with the blowing of the shofar, even though Shabbos itself is pleasure and the blowing of the shofar is pleasure, but yet in the Beis Amigdash we have the capacity to access a greater level of pleasure, which is the makor, the source of all pleasure, and that's why we blow the shofar there on Shabbos. And the fact that we blew it only in the base of migdash and nowhere else is very simple, says the Rem, is because it depends on the place. In other words, you need to have this access to be able to enter into this place. And only on the Temple Mount, only on Maria, where Isaac. Put down his neck to be slaughtered for a sacrifice on that mountain. There we have the, the ability and the capacity to bring down this new frequency into the world through the belonging of the shaif and therefore only in the base of Middash. The place creates the reality, and there in the base of Mindsh, you had godliness and. Revealed state. And it also manifests itself not only in this space but actually in the stones of shalabais and holy temple only there does one have the capacity and the possibility to bring down this level of pleasure therefore in the base of me you blew the shape even when it fell out in Shabbos because it's higher than Shabbos and the blowing of the shafer in the base of Mikdash is even higher than the pleasure that one derives from Shabbos even standing in the base of Mikdash you still need to blow that shoifah by blowing the shofar, we are able to access now this level of divine pleasure We now continue the final chapter. And just like this was in the Vesamikdosh, the same is true in the Torah. What does that mean? It states in the Talmud that when the Holy Temple was destroyed, where is God found? God is found only in the four cubits of halacha. Only in the four cubits of Torah. Therefore, we recite the words of Torah, the words of Torah on Rosh Hashanah, even when it falls out in Shabbos, even outside of Israel, even in the diaspora. Why? Being that Torah, is the holy temple today? today takes the place of the holy temple. Today Tayydah is synonymous with the holy term. Furthermore, the person who blows the shofar and the person who hears the shofar also represents the Torah because there is no free person, only one who is preoccupied with the study of Torah. And therefore, they to boy. They, when a person studies Torah properly, a person now is able, even in exile, even here in Brooklyn Heights, even in Chicago, even in Riverdale, even in Ukraine. If a person is studying Torah, is able to Transcend the physical and able to reach a true level of chedus, a true level of freedom. And therefore, today, when unfortunately the temple is not here yet, and we hope by this Rosh it will be here. God willing, amen by saying the words of Torah, pertaining to the Psukim, the passages dealing with shofar, it is considered as if you are in the holy temple, and as you are blowing the shofar in the holy temple on Shabbos, and then nasib, simcha kodoyla, and this is done, even though, God forbid, we're outside of Israel, we do this, we do this with simcha kodoyla, with tremendous joy. As expressed in the of the previous and the point is, when you coronate a king, it is done with tremendous joy. It is not done reluctantly, but rather the entire country goes out. Wow, we are so excited to coronate a new king. We love this king. He is so kind. He is so beautiful. He's so handsome. He's so smart. He's so kind. He's so benevolent. He's so merciful. We love this king. And therefore, it's the Simcha And especially the punchline when the king is your father, aren't you joyous? Our father is the king. So therefore, Rosh Hashanah, we need to be joyous. As the Fidke explains and this level of pleasure and this level which is drawn down this new flow of energy this new abundance of light that is derived through the blowing of the shoifer, And nowadays through the recital of the verses of the shafer the ultimate level of the ultimate level of pleasure and this pleasure says that every year is a taste of how it's going to be when mashiach comes when every single day will be Shabbos, when every single day will be tranquility for all eternity and be that everything that happens in the higher world is dependent upon you, as we explained earlier in the Maiman from the, from the teachings of the Magadamism, on the verse, or on the, on the statement in Ethics of Our Fathers, Da Dhamma, l'maylamimach, know that which is above you, everything in heaven comes from you, if you're in a good mood, in heaven is a good mood, if you're kind and doing acts of kindness, in heaven now, there's a reflection, it mirrors your actions, and therefore he says says the rebbe that every single yid has the power it doesn't matter if you're a giant or if you're a midget in Judaism. it doesn't matter if you know a lot of torah or you know a little torah we are all children of god we are all princes and princesses and therefore we have the king in us therefore he says every yid has the power last says not only can we effectuate all the lower worlds but we have the power to access this level of divine pleasure the source of all pleasure the absolute pleasure and this now is drawn down to the world as we say god become king bestow your kingship upon all the worlds and your honor and your glory and therefore every every creation every existence will know that you were the one that brought them into existence not only is this true for all the nations of the world but surely, for the Israelites, for the Jewish people, God will become King. Not only for the entire world, but in particular for Am Israel. And this will lead us to, to the ultimate redemption, Mashiach to the coming Mashiach. for then, Yitku Mashiach in the when Mashiach will come, we will surely blow the, the shofar in the Beis Hamikdash, even when it falls out in Shabbos. Upi Yavne, and also in Yavne. Here, that when Mashiach will come, we will also blow the shofar in every synagogue, in every location. When Rosh Hashanah falls out in Shabbat, why? is this back will call and Yom so then the reason why we don't blow shofar will be nullified. We're going to remove all of these boundaries. The concern of why we don't blow to is because perhaps you will carry the Shafer in a public domain we're not going to be worried about that mistake when Mashiach comes and therefore we're going to have the capacity we're going to have the capability we're going to have the privilege to blow the Shafer everywhere in every synagogue and every Chabad house and every home and every street corner even when the Hashanah falls out on Shabbos if there's an native in the community and this should be done very swiftly very soon with tremendous joy so what do we see here from the mind number one is true is a day of judgment becomes the law cities and infuses the day with the day of pleasure it's also a day of pleasure and it's also a day of tremendous joy because we are coronating god as king and when you coronate the king the king gives gifts to everybody who's standing there coronating him so it's a day of divine gifts a day of divine pleasure and ultimately even the judgment who is making the judgment our father is the judge now let me ask you a question if your father is the judge don't you think he's going to be merciful of course he is so therefore be joyous and be in a state of divine pleasure and this will create a reaction in the higher worlds Which will therefore reflect your love and your joy and your passion and your pleasure. And then God will have that pleasure. And He will reflect that back again into the world. And therefore, all of us will have God's divine pleasure and God's divine joy. And all of the gifts that God will bestow upon us for this year. To have a Shana Tivam Rasukha, to have a year that is truly good and a year that is truly sweet. Already from the 15th day above, which is this coming evening, we begin to wish one the other teiva or the Shana Musoka to be written and to be sealed for a happy and healthy, sweet new year, and a year that is full of pleasure, divine pleasure, and physical pleasure, a year that is full of tremendous simcha gadila, tremendous joy, and a year that is filled with tremendous parnasa tremendous sustenance, and God's gifts, materially and spiritually, and the ultimate year. The year and when God will blow the shofar, God, or the big shofar, and bring back all of the exiles to be Shemigdei Hashlisi, the Thirdly Temple, Bameida, B'yameinu, are made.